This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Dale, we're thinking of you. I'm glad you're uh, making some progress this week. Definitely think about Dale. I'm going to try to take advantage of this opportunity that uh, I have in this car and give you guys the best that I can. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. Uh, Sunday evening after watching the Indy race where Jeff Gordon and the guys got to the finish line with uh, all four tires on it. That must have been a real challenge all weekend. Um, you know, we we changed the cars quite a bit since the last time Jeff's drove them. And uh, the heat all weekend is just miserable uh, in practice and in the race especially, obviously. Uh, they talked about that quite a bit. It's pretty bad there. But I, you know, Jeff and those guys, we talked all weekend. And um, I didn't think I could be as helpful as I was uh with New Hampshire, because I tested New Hampshire, but, um, you know, it seemed like Greg and those guys had some great ideas on what they were doing with the car, and Jeff had a lot of great ideas and thoughts about the team. I think another week with those guys at Pocono will be interesting, and I can't wait to keep uh, talking to him and debriefing with him throughout the week on what uh, he thinks about the team what he thinks I, you know, I can do better, uh, and how the team can get better. So it's awesome having a guy with his experience step in. It reminds me of uh, years and years ago. Teams would go testing at a racetrack, uh, you know, and you might see a dozen teams testing at the racetrack at once, and drivers would actually swap cars. Dad got in uh, Mark Martin's car one time, um, drove Richard Petty's car once, Petty drove Dad's car one time. I mean, they just would jump around in each other's cars and take them out and run them and see what kind of power each other had and see how the handling was. And they would give each other advice, you know, getting a different driver in there that thinks differently, feels things differently is uh, is a great way to get new information so i was excited for greg and i think this is really helping our team as unfortunate as the situation is we need to try to gain something out of it i think our guys are excited about the opportunity to work with jeff and um they know he's capable so it's it's pretty fun to see it happening and and trying to learn from it so trying to, I'm trying to stay plugged in and, and in communication with them as we go so that I'm a, up, up to speed. And when I get back in the car, it's not, you know, it's real seamless. So, you know, the race itself today is, you know, no denying it wasn't a very exciting race. You got to hand it to Gibbs. Good Lord, their, their stuff's so fast. Kyle Busch is one of the best drivers in the series, obviously. And you put him in one of the best cars, this combination is going to be hard to beat. But all the Gibbs cars are incredible. They're at the top of the charts uh, in practice and qualifying. They're at the front of all the races week after week. So 
they're really setting a high standard for the rest of the series to try to achieve. And um, we've seen this in the past and with other teams, and uh, it's up to the rest of the garage to sort of close that gap. And I know that uh, Hendricks one of those teams uh, that's working really hard. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, they dominated the race, and I saw some moments where I think Greg and those guys had some good adjustments and had the car. He had a great call to get a lot of track position on one particular pit stop to come in a little early. That was very smart. So I, I just really appreciate the team working hard. I appreciate those guys. I know they will. Um, I know that, you know, they, they want to go to the racetrack and win. They feel like they can with me or Jeff or whoever's driving the car. So I'm real proud of them. And I miss being able to see them and work with them. I miss the people uh, more than the driving, to be honest with you. Um, the friendships and the relationships that you have at the racetrack um, are more valuable to me than anything. So I miss that part the most. Uh, the guys, there's a lot of talk, a ton of talk about the guys changing the name over the garage stall. I didn't really see that coming. I knew that the team wanted to keep the name on the car, on the windshield, in the and the uh above the driver's door there that stuff there really really does uh make you feel good i love that my team uh fights for me goes to bat for me anytime they do it and uh so that was pretty neat real touching to be honest with you um i appreciate jeff uh he said you know a lot of all the right things all week uh, took care of my guys. He's working hard with Je uh, Greg, and he he's just such a professional. And he's you know he's reaching out to me. I, you know it's it's interesting how plugged in he is and trying to do the best he can, even if he's in there for just a few races. So I uh, you know I've been myself. I've been working on the uh, exercises physical and mental exercises that they gave me uh from my doctors that stuff is uh takes about two hours two and a half hours each day i got to do it every day there's worse things to have to do um it, some of it's tedious some of it's pretty tough uh some of the visual stuff is tough you can race with some ailments you know you can race with a uh, bad wrist or uh you know a, you know a, you know we've seen Denny and guys race with with bad knees uh, you know there's there's been some guys that have done some pretty incredible things i raced with a broken shoulder blade uh broken in Milwaukee on saturday and raced on sunday so it there's certain things that you can you can race through but one of the things that you cannot race through is concussion-like symptoms. And, you know, the balance deal is a critical part of being able to drive a race car. And this process is going to take a little bit longer. I think that's what I was trying to convey when I was telling you guys how I was going to take this slow and listen to the advice of my doctors. I'm not going to go against that advice. 
no matter what. I can't play around at this age. And uh, with my history, I definitely don't need to get cute. So I'll give you all another update next Monday after Pocono. I'm going for another uh, evaluation here soon to uh, see what kind of gains we've made. Get in front of my doctors and let them get a good look at me and let them tell me where they think I'm at. And that'll help us make the decision on what we're going to do for Watkins Glen. And uh, that'll be that. So I hope you guys appreciate the download. Make sure that you send Jeff Gordon a special thanks. I'm not uh, sure I would have made the decision he made to leave an awesome vacation with my family. Make sure you guys send a special thanks to Jeff. My crew went through all that heat as well. So keep sending them good vibes because when we get back together, it's going to be on. I'll see you guys later. Take it easy. All right. Dale Earnhardt Jr. here on the Dale Jr. Download live from the Exalta Studios. This is the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. It's the craziest paint scheme yet. Get the all-new limited edition Spy Wrangler Dega sunglasses online at spyoptic.com with Mike Davis and Davis Williams. I'm Taylor Zarzer. Hold up. Dale Earnhardt Sr. drove Richard Petty's car. I know, right? And vice versa? <laughs> Seriously. That's that's information that yeah. uh, may may make a few people uh, go, what? What is – wait. And, wait, what? Earnhardt got in a Petty's Ford? car and got out and said, here are some things about your car that I just learned. Let me give you some information. What? Wow. Because when Earnhardt was alive, Mark Martin was driving a Ford, guys. <laughs> just think that – just let that settle for a second. Richard Petty got in Dale Earnhardt's car and vice versa. That's – and, yeah, Mark Martin too. Uh, of course, years ago, and it caused a big stir, Mike, I know you remember this, when um, Kyle Busch, I think, had left the track. Yes, Texas. And Dale got in Kyle Busch's car and drove around and ran some laps. I remember it vividly. I remember yeah, so, I remember Rick Pigeon coming up to Junior during his media interviews. Uh, we had crashed out of the race, and Rick Pigeon comes over and he goes, you want to get in the car? And we thought it was a joke, and he did it right there in front of the media, which is always fun, right? And so, uh, yeah, Junior went in there and hopped in that car. Hey, Davis, um, first name, Jeff Gordon just drove Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s number 88 Chevrolet on Sunday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I mean, that was a huge Gordon-Jr. rivalry for the longest time, between their fan bases at least, Mike. And first name. I mean, I, I'm trying to equate this. It, that was a crazy, crazy feeling. That certainly something I don't think that anyone in Junior Nation ever thought they'd see. Well, Jeff said that. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff said as much. Didn't and he? it was it was so bizarre listening to Jeff's audio during the race. Him ask where the 24 was because he did it several times. It was right. weird hearing him ask where the 24 was around him. But we also we have some audio from Jeff from after the race, courtesy of PRN and IMS. What's here? Well, Jeff, are you ready to come out of retirement? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, maybe, maybe if they run this race in a different month. <laughs> it was hot out there. And, you know, uh, it's so funny. I, I'm filling in for Dale Jr., but I needed to fill in on restarts. Uh, restarts have never been <coughs> really my thing. I've been out of it for eight months. I've, I've lost a step even there. So felt really good in the car in the race, the balance, and, you know, giving good information back to the team. They did an excellent job with some pit strategy and pit stops. 
and you know keeping us in the game and not going to lap down and I was fighting hard and you know it was hot out there but uh, was able to manage through that because I had a great car and a great team but unfortunately those restarts there at the end didn't help me out although I did get a few back there on that final corner it was pretty exciting and crazy there you and your friend Tony Stewart got to do a lap for the fans again that meant the world to me I you know I, I don't know how that all came about um, you know somebody said something to me about Tony saying he, you know, he'd like to, to do something like that. And, uh, you know, I said, well, let's get through this last restart first. Uh, uh, it was pretty crazy out there, but uh, it meant the world to me to have a friend and a competitor. You know, Tony and our, I, our relationship has gone uh, through a lot of obstacles over the years. But uh, the last few years, I have just gained so much respect and um, admiration for who he is as a person and as a race car driver and means the world to me to be able to be here today and, and, and be a part of this uh, celebration to have him here at Indy. I, I want to say for the last time in the Brickyard 400, but look at me, I'm here, and I thought I was going to have my last one last year, so you never know with Tony Stewart. Well done. Thank you. you never say never with Jeff Gordon. Never say never with Tony Stewart as well. Crazy stuff yesterday, and that was really cool watching them do that uh, last lap. Uh, really cool that the team made uh, sure that Dale Earnhardt Jr. was represented there in the uh, garage and on the uh, car, and um, you could tell that meant a lot to Jr. this uh, past weekend there at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, I think Dale Jr. talked, I, I think clearly his audio speaks for itself, Mike. Uh, I think we're all so grateful that he's giving us these recaps like he did last week, this week, and he said he'll do again next week in Pocono there's no reason for anyone to speculate on one what might happen next because he just did it for us he just went through the timetable another uh, checkup he's going to have next week and then they'll make a decision from there but you have to admire uh, his patience with this how serious he's taking it I know that you've been with him a lot uh, during this process and this is exactly what he should be doing I know he's got the full support of his fans because you can't mess around with something like that well, I have a few thoughts about that. All right, first and foremost, you're right. He is being patient, but not because it's easy. It is actually quite difficult to be patient, especially when you are used to being on the run, not being in one place for a long period of time, and now you're sort of stuck and you're, you're not being able to go to the racetrack. Uh, you can get impatient, and I think that he's feeling a little bit of that uh, himself. Uh, number two, he mentioned his exercises in his audio, but I think he understated exactly how difficult – those exercises are and I know this because we tried them we who are not concussed tried that and it was very difficult uh, and so they're supposed to be difficult that's how you get better and on that point the third thing I'll mention is he can get better we know we know this now he can get better which makes the patient's part even more important well it puts things in perspective too when we were all freaking out me at the top of the line about points racing you know points and getting into the chase and winning races, etc. This is far more important than that. and Everyone wants to see him make a complete recovery. And if that means he needs to come back at Watkins Glen and win for Mike Davis, where Mike has always predicted a victory, fantastic. If it means it's three or four weeks after that or whenever it is, let's just make sure he's completely healthy and, and ready to go. So that's uh, clearly what's most important. Uh, real quickly, Mike, before we get into Travis Mack, the car chief, I know is going to stop by and join us, uh, radio chatter replay, reaction theater, white flag, all that that we have coming up. As a fan of Dale Earnhardt Jr., Hendrick Motorsports, Chevrolet, I am sick and tired of Joe Gibbs Racing, Mike Davis. 
that was a Joe Gibbs national holiday yesterday. That thing, you know, Junior said it best. When you pair one of the best drivers in the series with and give him the best car, what happens is what you saw on Sunday. I mean, the margin was so expansive there. Yeah. It just and it was a it was a straight whooping. I know that there was you know a couple late restarts and you know, but but it would have been a Gibbs car ultimately, right? They, they, right. they would have had to beat. Uh, I, I guess Joey Logano was there. Look, we could sit there and try to spin that any different number of ways. That was a butt whooping yesterday. Gibbs had it on point. I think what we saw yesterday, we'll see again in a Hall of Fame induction ceremony video, whether it's Joe Gibbs or Kyle Busch. We gave them plenty of B-roll for their highlight video whenever they're inducted, and you'll see this race in it. Yeah. It was such a whooping. It really was. And uh, as for the co- communication that Jeff Gordon gave uh, to Greg Ives, it was you know, it was pretty consistent. It, he may have sounded very different, but it was pretty consistent with some of the things Dale Jr. has been saying all season in terms of the issues and the balance and grip, et cetera, that Jr. has been experiencing this year. And yep. I, I don't, I don't want to say that that's – something that anybody enjoys hearing uh, some of the issues they're having. But I, I don't know, at least to me, it was a bit reassuring that Jeff confirmed a lot of the things that Junior had been saying. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you said that, to be honest with you, because I did feel like in ways Junior was vindicated a yeah. little bit in different areas. I mean, particularly on restarts and then also being able to pass in the mid-team positions which we've just not been able to do. In fact, I just find it ironic that Jeff finished 13th. If there's a position on the track that the Dale Jr. download does not enjoy <laughs> finishing, right. it is 13th. Yep. Finish 16th, 19th, 23rd, it doesn't matter. Don't finish 13th because it's like you weren't good enough to really be noticed or relevant, but you weren't bad enough to like really spark one of those good reaction theater calls to, you know, what the – you know, bleep, 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 bleep. And, you know, you didn't really make Davis work for it. And, and actually, he may have. I haven't listened to any reaction theater calls. Davis, did no. you have to work uh, for We it? actually got a poor show in this week. Eleven people called reaction theater. Eleven people. Well done, yeah. Junior Nation. Right. So, yeah. And Jeff Nation. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Gordon Nation. <laughs> Jeff Gordon Nation. I think that has something to do with it. Yeah. Can we blame yeah. Jeff Gordon Nation for that? Yes. Yeah. All right. But, you know, you know, here's the thing. I mean, there were two big thoughts I had in my head as I watched this race. One was, yes, I did feel like there was a little bit of indication, and that's not necessarily what we're aiming to do, okay? So no. don't, don't get – we weren't going out. I wanted Jeff Gordon to win this race. I said that last week. I said there is nobody better to fill in for Dell Jr. if you are a Dell Jr. person than Jeff Gordon because – Well, because it's you the want least... Travis Mack and Greg Ives and all those guys to win the race. Plus, that's why. plus it's the least threatening way to have a substitute. When, Al- when Alex Bowman was in the car, if he would have won – it would not have been lost on any of us that that looks bad on Dale Jr. Am I wrong? But if Jeff Gordon wins, I could want Jeff Gordon to win because Jeff Gordon's not threatening his job. Jeff Gordon is retired. He's here to help the team, and then he's going to go back into retirement yeah, land. Makes some sense. And so that's why I felt like Jeff Gordon. Now, here's what else, what else occurred to me during this race. You mentioned the communication. All of a sudden, it became uh, you know, evident that in the wake of our misfortune, there is a distinct opportunity here uh, that is almost unprecedented, and that is that you have a four-time champion that is able and willing and ready to give his critique of your race car and all the things. He even said it during the race. I have a whole list of notes that I want to discuss with you guys in preparation for next week. You've got a four-time champion 
that is able to give you a critique of your car during the middle of a season for a two-week stretch, at least, I guess, right? I don't know. Even if Junior can't race beyond uh, Pocono, I don't know that Gordon's going to be a substitute. But you do got him for these two weeks. And he's able to give a second opinion. You don't really get this. That's there, there, valuable. Pl- it's amazing. There's it's plenty like of junior, substitutes, but like they're ju- not Jeff Gordon. Well, like Junior said, I think there are pretty, a lot of people that would have continued their family vacation on the southern part of France, by the way, uh, instead of get into that kind of temperatures and race in Indianapolis on uh, I mean, on Sunday. But it speaks to the passion that Jeff Gordon has for what he did for so long, and uh, it is. It's, it, it's to the benefit of everyone associated with the 88. There's but listen no question to this, Taylor. That. I know your wife, Betsy. You know my wife, Sarah. Now, we're on vacation. You're on vacation. Where do you go right. on vacation? Not usually to the southern part of France. But southern part of Alabama. Okay, so yes. so there you are in Mobile vacationing. <laughs> yes, Orange Beach, Alabama. And, and, and if you're on a vacation, it doesn't matter where you are, and you have your wife and kids with you, when yes. you get a call to change your vacation plans – one, you're not happy with it, but two, what about your wife? What does your wife say when they have to uproot and go back to Indianapolis in the mid of the summer, in the middle of the summer? Yeah, that wouldn't be good. If she got to stay with the children while I left, that I don't know that she'd have a problem with that. But if if they have to come with me and leave the vacation, yeah, that's well, that's I a big say issue. all that to say this. Jeff Gordon and his family were they were gems all weekend. J- Gordon glowed all weekend. Like the yeah, guy he, was in a, a kid in the candy store. Cl- he was first class. He was first well, class. He, he said all the right things. He did all the right things. He was perfect. He was smiling and cordial. He was going across the driver intro stage, shaking hands with the celebrities and talking. They're like almost trying yeah. to move him off. And it's like he did all the right things. And it to me, my opinion just changed so much of Jeff Gordon. It became part of his legacy. How well he. Uh, treated this whole situation. He was one heck of a teammate, there's no doubt, and I know he'll continue to be this week. And it's time now for Radio Chatter Replay, presented by Nationwide. Nationwide's proud to sponsor the NASCAR Foundation's Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award, given to one NASCAR fan who is making an impact in their community with children's charities. Visit nascar.com slash award to watch the stories of four amazing finalists and vote today and every day for your favorite. The winner will get $100,000 for their charity Vote today at nascar.com slash award. I think getting the rhythm with that should be good, but uh, first couple times definitely remind me of that 88. Four. I will. Junior was right. You can't miss that sign. On that, you know, Dale was thinking of you. I'm glad you're uh, making some progress this week. Appreciate your uh, patience and you know hope for a speedy recovery, but on, on your time frame, Jeff. Thanks for uh, filling in for the next two weeks. Appreciate all you have done uh, Friday and Saturday, and you know looking forward to what we can do today. Yeah, thank you guys. Definitely think about Dale. I'm gonna try to take advantage of this opportunity that uh, I have in this car and give you guys the best that I can. Let's go get one. Yeah, pretty big trouble here, guys. Lost a lot of grip. And I'm just loose in and real tight as soon as I get to the center and touch the throttle. We uh, take too big a swing there with that flat tire? No, no, I'm still tight. Just can't get it to turn into the middle of two and in the middle of three, and I'm just pretty loose off when I do get it turned, but still that tight is the biggest thing. Try to up one inch. Two laps have been top seven lap time, sir. Keep it up, bud. I'll take a little ice bottle if it's possible. Don't slow the stop down for it. You can just put it in this side pocket in here if you do. Come on. 
Jeff, you were requesting a cold bottle of water, correct? Yes, please. And you can just put it in the side pocket here on the door. Less than 10 away. We have to make this next stop to make it all the way. So are we short here? Nope, we are not short. We're right at it. Hey, on this next stop, don't put the water in there. Pour the water on my body. That was a great call there under Green Man to come early. That was awesome. Thank you. Helped my day out. All of our day out a lot. Yeah, simple. Uh, well, you know, once you're there, the cars, you know, you were doing a great job hold, maintaining lap time there, and, you know, I think we're, we're close. God, I freaking suck on these restarts. Doing fine, man. Doing fine. Everybody, keep your heads up. That's the only way we're going to get better. Thanks, Jeff, for the effort today. Yeah, man. I got <laughs> We need a relief driver on the, on the restarts, buddy. Other than that, man, great job. Proud of you guys. We had a good race car, a lot better than where we finished, so we'll go to work on it for Pocono. All right, buddy. Tony's asking for you. I'm with a spotter here. He said he's going to make a whole lap here in a second. Does he want me side by side, or does he want to be in front? He said he wants you side by side. Okay. Speed dial. So this speed dial actually turned into uh, a, a live. He, he Travis Mack sort of beamed in, just like uh, on Star Trek. He beamed in. So this is actually not on the phone, but it's still the speed dial segment. Which Travis Mack is the car chief of the '88 team. I've been wanting to have T Mack on this for a long time, and it just so happens that we were able to uh, convince him to come over and join us because I got a lot of questions. First and foremost, T Mack, you brought your family. Welcome yep. to uh, the Exalta Studio. How you feeling today? Pretty good. Good to be here. It's my day off, so uh, I'm enjoying that. <laughs> I always love that part. You know, every time we have one of these Hendrick guys on, they always make sure that we know that this is their day off <laughs> when they're here. It. Yeah. Travis Peterson says that. Adam <laughs> Jordan says that. Lopes said that. Yep, it's my day off. Happy to be here. <laughs> and it's like, I don't believe you, right? You got a wingman here. What's going on? Who you got in, this, uh, in the co-pilot seat? Uh, this is my little girl, uh, Hudson. This is like your weekend. Yeah. Because it. it's Monday, but, you know, you're gone. In fact, I saw a tweet. You missed your 15-year high school reunion. I did. I did this weekend. And where would that have been? In Kentucky? It was in Kentucky. Yeah? Yeah. I thought about trying to make it. It was a couple-hour drive south. You could have made it, right? Yeah, it was It was you, a long day. It was, was over was 100 it, degrees all day Saturday. and It looked hot. Whooped. It looked it hot, hot on TV. Was it hot? It was so hot. Like, you've been in a lot of hot summer races. Where does this one compare this ranks up there. Uh, I think we had another indie race that was this hot. Yeah. I don't know. Eight years indie ago. Indie always seems like a scorcher, man. So hot. Yeah. But uh, we've got the new garage stalls, and they're a lot cooler than the old ones used to be. The okay. old bunkers, we used to call them. All right. So so it was uh, pleasurable then. You you have no reason to complain about the weather then. No, it's Get right. those nice, cool yeah. garage stalls. Here's why I wanted to have you. I was very intrigued through this whole process about what it's what the team has to go through to actually make a driver change, a good driver change. Like, like you know, not uh, he needs to come out of the car during the middle of the race and you just try to find somebody that fits their seat kind of and, you know, somebody in some ballpark. You know, but when you've got the time to really do it right, all that goes into it. And I honestly don't know what the answer to that is. That's why I wanted to have you here. So you learn that Dale Jr. is not cleared to race. All of a sudden, Jeff Gordon is the backup driver. What happens next? And take me through the process on all that you guys had to do this past week to get Jeff ready for that car? Well, first thing we had to do was round up all the old seats and things, all the parts and everything. Even though Jeff was just in the car at Homestead, we had to find all of his parts and everything just in a warehouse. Wait, wait, y'all just put all of Jeff's stuff in a warehouse. Is that, that's what happens? Yeah, they 
put the stuff off to the side. I guess they kept a couple seats fully intact, ready to go, just in case. So you he literally, race again. literally had to go get Jeff's stuff out of storage, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, yep. good. Noted. All right, keep going. So we found a couple <laughs> seats, you know, the leg supports, everything, and then uh, we went next door to their shop, actually, and talked to some guys about uh, how to mount the stuff and uh, how to get Jeff comfortable in the seat. And we started looking back through his setups last year and what the feel that he was looking for in the steering wheel and stuff. So we had to change steering boxes. So are you talking with Gustafson or who else are you talking yeah, to? Yeah, we talked to Alan a lot. We talked to Alan a lot, looking back at a lot of notes. And fortunately, I got to work with Jeff uh, before I got Dale right. on the 24 cars. And so. I want to talk to you about that in a second, but yeah. But, so you uh, were familiar with it. So I was familiar with Jeff. You know, some of the uh, newer guys, they were like, wow, it's Jeff Gordon coming in the race car. Oh, really? So, were they a uh, little starstruck? I think so. Really? Think bit, you know, just a little different, you know, Hall yeah. of Famer coming in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> These new guys. Like, they don't know that. Like, get back to work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you go talk to them. You start comparing notes. When Jeff Gordon comes in on Wednesday, is that right? Yeah, he came. He actually came late Tuesday night. Okay. Um, he landed at 7 and came to the shop at 7.30. Okay. Um, interior guy, a couple guys were there. Adam? Adam was there. Uh, just making sure he could sit in the seat and just making sure it started to feel comfortable for him. And then Adam fine-tuned the details after that. So you guys would have bolted in his seat on Monday maybe? Yep. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they started on it first thing Monday morning. Is that a difficult process? Um, it is when the, everything is made for Dale, you know. Everything yeah. in our car is built for Dale. But uh, it wasn't that too bad, you know, being that Jeff was in one of our Hendrick cars last year. It was pretty easy. Would you have gone through, like, 100% of the Jeff Gordon wish list, even the, just knowing that he's in the, in the car for just two weeks? Like, if, if this was his cars that he's racing every week, like, what percentage did you guys go down the gamut of things to make it comfortable for oh, Jeff? Oh, I mean, we did everything. Um, okay. If he if he had it last year, he had it this year. Okay. I mean, it was very comfortable for him. We wanted to feel like he just got out of the car. Yeah. You know, it was his car. We changed. Everything was just like he, how he had it last year except for the dash, and we had a digital dash this year. And so th that's something that I really uh, noticed in hearing him talk was we sort of took for granted the fact that this is uh, not really something he's familiar with. He's been, in the, he's been away from the car for eight months. Got that. But the car has changed to some degree. And – all of us assume that Jeff Gordon and any of these race car drivers just sit in and race it like they had back when they were winning championships. What all was the stuff that Jeff was like, what is this? What is that? Did he have to did he did you guys have to explain to him a lot? We had to show him a lot on the little bit on the digital dash, just uh explaining that stuff to him, but uh not really. He understood, you know, getting familiar where the switches were again cuz we got an oh, all yeah. new dash layout. <laughs> That's so, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> funny story. Uh, probably jumping ahead, but he came into Indy and uh, Adam put the AC in the car for practice, and he comes in, and you could hear the panic in Jeff's voice. He's, and he goes, the AC is not blowing cold air. <laughs> and it was like a panic set in. Like, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is way too hot for me. But So, so what, what, was, what was he talking about? He was about? in there turning the knobs, and but he forgot to flip on the switch. Oh, so he didn't even have it operating properly. No. Okay. So once so Adam showed him how to flip the switch and turn it on, he was like, oh, thank God. So he agreed to race then at that point. But at yeah. that moment, you didn't know if he was going to go back at to France. At that moment, he thought, <laughs> yeah. At, for a moment, he thought it was a lot worse than what it was. I thought it was interesting watching Jeff this past weekend. Um, and, you know, you were somebody that has worked with Jeff before. When did you start working with Jeff? Ooh, uh, I started at Hendrick 2004. 
Oh, so you have extensive time with Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching him this past weekend, and I couldn't help but think that he was just glowing. And I'm like, this – like, I've known Jeff – not great, but I've known Jeff all the way, obviously, through the years – and he has this demeanor that was always kind of just specific to Jeff Gordon. He wants it done right. He wants it his way. He will – what people perceive as whiny, it's not really whiny. He just really will communicate when he's not happy with the situation. Right. And, and he doesn't hide his feelings on that. But this weekend, he seemed different to me. Did he seem different to you? Yeah, he was so positive. And, uh, so positive. And it was more like he was coming in trying to help our team – Yes. You know what I mean? Instead of about himself. He was really about all of us. He, yeah. And being out of the car for a little while, I think he got to see the other side of the sport, you know, and seeing how much work we put into it. And uh, he sat on the box with us in Kentucky, and that was really cool. Really? Yeah. He was hitting me every other second, you know. <laughs> What's everybody saying on the radio? You know? you know, even on, you know, like listening to him on on the radio during the race, his Feedback was different to me. Like his his uh, tone and his voice, it was this positivity that you feel. It's like, hey, I've got a list of things that I've, I can't wait to tell you guys about and, and give you my feedback for the purpose of helping not just you at Pocono, but moving on uh, beyond. Oh, for sure. For and, sure. You know, I think he knows that we've been struggling a little bit as a company, and, you know, he's here to help us. And, you know, we've done a lot of different things, and uh, I think Jeff gave us a lot of good feedback on it. I was saying earlier in the show, I, it's not lost on me that even in our misfortune of having Dale Jr. go through this, now I realize that having a substitute driver of Jeff Gordon's ilk is a it's a benefit that it's almost unprecedented. There's plenty of substitute drivers out there, but Jeff Gordon, right, to be able to get his feedback and also his mentality that it seems that he has of just to try to help and make you better, you don't get that out of substitute drivers. No. You're just trying to not wreck. Right, That's all right. you're trying to do with a substitute driver. Just don't, don't even try to win. Just don't wreck. Don't ruin our equipment, usually when you have a substitute. Now, you might actually get better from this because you've got a second opinion, and it's Jeff Gordon's opinion. The mm -hmm. guy knows his stuff. Is that how you guys feel? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, we feel like uh, we're just really testing for when Dale comes back, uh, just trying to find the speed in the cars and get them right for when Dale comes back so we get a win. All right, let's talk Pocono. Um, this week, now, you've had a week under your belt with Jeff. I'm assuming that he's going to come to the debrief and you guys are going to start pouring over notes and he's going to shower you with all these ideas and thoughts that he had from the car. Is that how that will work? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure he'll take this week just like all the other drivers, you know, come in on Tuesday with the debriefs and uh, <laughs> come back in Wednesday, hang out with us and uh, meet with the engineers and Greg, look over the car and making sure it feels right to him, so. Is the workflow going to change or, or maybe improve? I mean, I would assume that the workflow in the shop, the shop guys, not necessarily the travel crew, but the shop guys would have changed a little bit last week with all the additional stuff that you're having to do. Do you get back to some sense of normalcy this week? Yeah, you know, knowing last week that Jeff's going to be in the car for two weeks, I think they could go ahead and start preparing. Yeah. You know, the shop guys were just bugging us to death, you know. Like, who's going to be in the car next week? Who's going to be in the car next week before right. that press conference come out? And we're like, you know, we really don't know. You know, well, it's it's just a matter of waiting. You know, for Dell. So yeah, on that note, you're still not out of the woods yet, though, because you know he has to go get cleared still. Right. And so you don't even know really who's in your car at Watkins Glen. Right. That's it. That seems like that would be difficult. It is difficult. You know, just we just got to be prepared for when Dell does decide to come back, and uh, the doctors say he's okay to come back, that we're ready to go.
speed dial. Hey, Junior Nation. Now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. All right, Mike Davis, you mentioned a little light this week, but here's Reaction Theater. Well, I was the guy that really didn't like, oh, I was blaming Jeff Gordon for Junior's here. He did cool, and it's kind of cool to see him back. I hate the damn stupid Kyle Busch one, but it was good to see him back. It's pretty cool that he got to do it in the 88 car, and him mesh with Greg, and I'd like to see him. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does at Pocono. Good job, Stevie, in the booth. Good job, Greg. Good job, TJ. And hell, good job, Jeff. Shit. What, what? Oh, there was a race on? Oh, I'm sorry, man. Whoa, the last two days. I, I got more sleep than watching, when watching the races than I did uh, during the nighttime. Wow, talk about Snooze Fest. And NASCAR is supposed to be promoting that, you know, best racing ever and, and more lead changes and all that. I didn't even, I saw what, maybe one lead change, green flag lead change all weekend long? Holy cow. What is going on here? This is terrible. He drives fastly. He's named Jeff Gordon in the Delta SS with Junior Nation. Thank you, Jeff Gordon, for the respectable finish. It's the first race that I've missed in five years. There was not a single radio station in the entire state of Alabama that I could find the radio, the, the race on. And... My race three mobile was out. So, Mike Davis, never been a big fan of people saying you suck. I think I would love to have a beer with you. For your friends, you seem like a cool guy. You do not suck. The entire state of Alabama, you suck. I feel dirty. I feel dirty because all week I was rooting for Jeff Gordon to do good in the 88. Jeff Gordon, the guy I despise. I love to hate the Wonder Boy for 20 years. Although I came to respect him by the end of his career, I feel so dirty, 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 having Jeff Gordon drive Dale Jr.'s car. So dirty. Saturday night, I took a shower with my bathing suit on. That's how dirty I felt. But after the race on Sunday, seeing how he handled his his whole weekend with class and a great attitude and the way he battled for Team 88 and Dale Jr., I don't feel dirty anymore. I feel a little dead inside, but I don't feel dirty. Hopefully, we'll go to Pocono We'll get, do it a little better, get us in the top five. Dale Jr. come back in a couple weeks, and we'll raise some hell. Dale, yeah. The number is 855-740-1902. Folks, I want you to call First Name Davis at that number, 855-740-1902. I want you to call him right now. I want you to call back in three days. I want you to call back when Pocono's going on. I want your thoughts on what's going on with Dale Jr. We want to hear you. On Reaction Theater, 855-740-1902. It's open 24-7, 365. We get people in the offseason that call in. Those are pretty hilarious, to be honest with you. So you can call whenever you want. All right, be happy with the all-new Spy Dale Jr. Paint Scheme Sunglasses. It's called the Livery Series. 
They're available in the popular Dirty Mode, General Dega, McCoy, and Admiral Frames. Craziest paint scheme yet was recently released. Get the all-new limited edition Spy Wrangler Dega sunglasses online at spyoptic.com. Hey, everyone. This is Justin Allgaier, host of Junior Motorsports Upfront. Tune in to Dirty Mo Radio every Thursday as Jonathan Davis and I talk about everything Junior Motorsports, welcome guests, and more. Let's throw the white flag. White flag right there, white flag. All right, this white flag is going to be brought to you by Exalta. In fact, this whole platform, Dirty Mo Radio, is brought to you by Exalta. Speaking of Exalta, before I actually get to this read, how do you think they did on exposure this past weekend? <laughs> I think they did pretty good. I yeah. mean, pretty good? Yeah. I wonder what those numbers look like. Pretty good. I mean, Jeff Gordon was front and center all weekend. That Exalta uh, paint scheme, that Exalta logo was uh, as well. All right, so to get all the latest news, photos, and schedule for Dale and I guess even Jeff Gordon in the Exalta number 88, head over to ExaltaRacing.com. Remember, catch photo galleries of Dale Jr. and much more from his runs in the Exalta 88 on ExaltaRacing.com. All right, white flag. Obviously, Junior's still in rehab mode. He will not be racing at Pocono this weekend, but your number 88 nationwide team will. Jeff Gordon will be back in the car for Sunday's Pennsylvania 400. That race will be carried live on NBC Sports Network and Motor Racing Network. The Xfinity Series will race at Iowa on Saturday night. Under the lights, Elliot Sadler, Justin Algar, and Josh Berry will be running for Team Junior. Josh Berry's been winning everything in the late model. Like That's The guy crazy. just doesn't stop winning. Man. So uh, I expect he'll have a good run at Iowa. That'll be fun fun to watch. By the way, speaking of late models, Davis, did you see this where our other late model driver, our late model driver not named Josh Berry, won this past weekend? I did. That's exciting. Like, we we signed this kid, Scott Bishop, to five races, and I think this was his second race Yeah, I think it was his second race for us, so big big win. Scott Bishop wins at Orange County Speedway this past weekend in the True Timber Camo camo, uh, late model. So good for him. Congratulations, Scott Bishop. Our late models just kick everyone's butt, man. They really do. So uh, good job, Scott Bishop, and the True Timber Camo car. Just a few tickets remain in the Wendell Jr.'s ride promotion. So for the sixth year in a row, just so you know, Dale Jr. is giving away his own personal vehicle. You go to WendellJuniorsRide.com. Don't spell out Junior. Junior actually is J-R, right? Yeah, J-R-S. J-R-S. So yeah. com to purchase a raffle ticket. If you don't like your chances of winning, which you should like your chances because it's really good odds for a sweepstakes-type promotion, right? You can go to eBay Motors right now and bid on one of Dale Jr.'s vehicles. Now, you ready for this, Taylor? You want to redneck this this segment up? Junior is currently auctioning off five vehicles. Like, he's got five current auctions going on right now on eBay. Up for auction, his 1973 Chevy Camaro, otherwise known as the Detroit Speed Car. A lot of Dale Jr. fans will know what I'm talking about. His 2002 Chevy Camaro Z28, his 2002, I'm sorry, his 2010 Camaro two-door coupe. His 1994 Jeep Cherokee with no doors. It had four doors on it, but Jr. took them off because it's more like a, a dune buggy-ish looking thing with a lift kit. Uh, and, then, and then last but not least, you'll love this one. He's auctioning off his electric chassis 168 super stretch street legal golf cart. That's real. Who doesn't need a street legal golf cart? I've a, Taylor, you could have taken it to, to, to Scotland. I know. I would have loved that. <laughs> Do you I think those, those Aggies at the bar would have liked yeah, that? Yeah, at the, at the Dunvegan. That's right, in St. Andrews, Scotland. They would have loved that. So the link is actually long. It's ebay.com backslash rpp backslash motors dash specials thanks ebay for that uh, url or you could probably just get a dale's yeah, facebook or something well, well what we've done yeah. is we posted the link on dalejr.com in the in the mm-hmm. news feed there real nice and easy 
so you can go there uh, and find it as well. Uh, the auctions do end Wednesday. That's important to note. <laughs> Lastly, if you're a listener of Dirty Mo Radio programs, then you should go uh, and follow DMR on Twitter at Dirty Mo Radio and Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash Dirty Mo Radio. Also, please, please do us a favor and share these episodes. Share them to your social circles. Post them on your social media. Retweet the links. Spread the word that Dirty Mo Radio is the ultimate way to get your junior fix, even when he's not in the car. Because as you learned uh, at the beginning of this show, he's coming here to give his most thorough updates. So I love it. I you, love it. you got to come here. you got to follow and you got to share. Hey, finally, you know I've done this in some creative places, right? This this uh, Dale Jr. download. Remember the Dolphin Inn in Carmel, California, oh, yeah. Mike, could forget. Uh, last year? The guy listens to the Dale Jr. download. Royal Troon last week. Yes. Well, uh, this week I'm broadcasting from Big Ten Media Days from the Hyatt Hotel in Chicago. Mike Davis, you remember when you used to cheer for Greg McElroy when he played quarterback at Alabama? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Greg, if you could ever say anything on the Dale Jr. download, what would you say? Mike Davis sucks. Oh, stop it already. <laughs> stop it already. Come Fantastic. on now. That's just, get out of here. What a great guy he is. <laughs> All right. Well, for Mike Davis, for Greg McElroy, for first name Davis, for Travis Mack, for Dale Earnhardt Jr., I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 